Blog Talk Radio. I'm continuing now our series titled Wisdom for Happy, Successful Living. This is an esoteric study of selected parables of Jesus. This particular session concerns the parable of the mustard seed. And since this is a parable and a series in the study of parables, it is well that we review our definition. According to Reverend Ike, that eminent authority, a parable is a two-story story, one story being obvious, or exoteric, E-X-O-T-E-R-I-C, the other story being esoteric, E-S-O-T-E-R-I-C, or within the story. And it's interesting, as we study the parables, to be alert to the fact that there is a story inside of the story. There is another story running parallel. And in studying parables, we are not to miss the story within the story, the parallel story, the comparison story. But I like my own definition of parable, a two-story story. I'd never heard it said that way before, and I think we see that this is happening in our study of the parables. Let us go right away into some more introductory comments about the interpretation of the Bible as a whole. Now, the Bible is really a two-story story. Some people get so hung up on the external Moses and Adam and Abraham and the external Jesus and never stop to think that every character in the Bible, every event in the Bible, everything in the Bible is a two-story story. Jesus is not just a historical figure. If that's the only story of Jesus that you know, the historical Jesus, then you don't know Jesus. As a matter of fact, I'll go so far as to say this. If the only Jesus you know is the Jesus of the theologians, you definitely don't know Jesus. There is the inner Jesus. Jesus, the Son of God, meaning the consciousness of consciousness. Because the Son of God is the consciousness of consciousness, the awareness of awareness. God is awareness. I am God, the Bible says. I am, meaning formless awareness. And the awareness of that awareness is the Son of God. And Jesus, the person, the historical figure, is the realization and the demonstration of who and what every man is in God and what God is in every man. Jesus is the reflection of who you really are. And if you don't find yourself in Jesus and Jesus in yourself, then you've never found Jesus. Let us go now directly into the parable of the mustard seed which is found in the Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter, the 31st through the 32nd verses. This parable is from the lips of the Master Jesus. 
Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs, and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. The parable of the mustard seed here belongs to that group of parables of Jesus referred to as the kingdom of heaven parables because it mentions the kingdom of heaven. In the kingdom of heaven parables, we constantly hear Jesus saying, the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven is like unto. And so let's first of all find the key the meaning to the term kingdom of heaven as used in this parable and as used in the parable of the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of heaven in this parable means the mind and its processes, the working of the mind of God in man, the working of the mind of God in man. I'm giving you this key so that you will know what to look for when you read and study the kingdom of heaven parables. You know, it's good to know what you're looking for, isn't it? When you know what you're looking for, you'll recognize it when you find it. If you don't know what you're looking for, then you may not recognize whatever you find. So, in all of the kingdom of heaven parables, Look for the lesson, the inner lesson, the story within the story, which shows, which illustrates the mind and its processes, the working of the mind of God in man. So when Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like, or the kingdom of heaven is like unto, it really means the mind and its processes are like this, the working of the mind of God in man is like this. With that in mind, let us study with new insight the parables, and in this session, the parable of the mustard seed. In this parable, a grain of mustard seed symbolizes an infinite divine idea which appears to mortal sense to be of little or no account. It looks more like a speck. From its size, mortal sense would judge it to be of little or no account. But yet, the type of mustard seed that Jesus was talking about, that particular species, when that seed germinated and grew to maturity, it was a great big plant. What does this tell us? This tells us that a divine idea or an idea period is so many times discounted by mortal mind. So many good ideas have been discounted. Oh, that's no good. Oh, that'll never work. Oh, you can't do that. 
And many times people have missed great blessings because they themselves have discounted the divine ideas, the divine inspirations given to them within. Or they have been dissuaded from their divine ideas or their inspirations by others. I always talk about the Wright brothers, Orville and Wilbur, who are the forerunners of the science of aerodynamics. It is because of them to a great measure that the giant airplanes fly through the skies at hundreds of miles an hour and even twice the speed of sound and more. The last time I went to London, I flew nonstop on the Concorde in three and one quarter hours. And it was interesting because the captain tells you when you reach the speed of sound. And he tells you when you reach twice the speed of sound. And we kept dipping over to more than twice the speed of sound. And there we were flying through the skies, eating silly mignon, deserting on strawberry shortcake. And just to think that all of this came from a silly idea of two young brothers in a bicycle shop in Ohio, Orville and Wilbur Wright, who looked out of the door of their bicycle shop and saw birds flying and got the idea, the silly idea, the crazy idea. Birds fly over the rainbow. Why then, oh, why can't I? And so they began to fashion some kind of flying contraption. Their first flight lasted less than a minute and didn't get up as high as the treetop. Their father was an eminent clergyman, a bishop, and when he learned that his boys had the stupid, silly, crazy, ungodly, quote-unquote, idea of manufacturing something that man could fly in, he said, quote, flying is reserved only for the angels. Man will never fly. It is blasphemy to think that man could fly. Unquote. Oh, but do you see that seed of an idea that was planted deep into the consciousness of Orville and Wilbur Wright? They wouldn't even let the preacher stop them. And let me tell you, some of the worst idea killers are preachers happened to be his father. And may I say, some of the worst good idea killers are your relatives. That's why I have the habit of not telling people most of the time what I'm going to do. I go into my secret closet and shut the door and talk to God and listen while God talks to me. And then I tell the world what I'm doing of what I've already done. By the time the world finds out what I'm doing, it's all over but the shouting. In the parable of the mustard seed, the seed represents idea, good idea, divine idea. Any idea is a seed of some kind, good, bad, indifferent, negative, or positive. And whenever the Holy Spirit plants a good idea in your mind, one of the first things that you had better decide is whether or not you should tell anybody 
And if so, who? With some ideas, maybe you should be like the preacher down in Atlanta, Georgia, that sings, you don't know what the Lord told me. Be very careful. Because you see, Herod always seeks to kill the Christ child. Here again, that's a story within the story that the theologians never understood. Herod attempting to kill the Christ child. It means the negatives in the world mind trying to kill out the God ideas, the good ideas. Herod represents doubt, negativity that attempts to kill out good, the young child, the young idea, God's fresh idea. So be careful how you expose your ideas and your good intentions. In a prayer service like this, it's a good place for you to come where you have prayerful support. And this is why we're getting so much action around here. Because we're all prayerfully supportive of everything that we're doing. This is one of the reasons we have to be careful about how we rattle our traps. Don't tell everything. Know when to tell what and who to tell it to. So Orville and Wilbur Wright didn't even listen to their daddy, the bishop, because the bishop said it was blasphemy to think that man should fly. But I've got news for you. Man should do everything that God does because God is in man. The master Jesus said it so plainly to his disciples or to the disciplined powers of his mind. The works that I do shall you do also and greater works. Think about that. Back to the mustard seed. A grain of mustard seed symbolizes an infinite divine idea which appears to mortal sense to be of little or no account. Go back of all of the great accomplishments of mankind and of any man. And you will find that at one time that great accomplishment was a little old crazy idea as far as mortal sense is concerned. In the early days of this great nation, USA, immigrants came from parts of the world raggedy in the steerage of great ships with nothing but great ideas. And they came and founded great financial and industrial dynasties, which to this very day give employment and prosperity to millions. Every great person that you see, every great enterprise that you see, I want you to become sensitive to the fact that behind all of this greatness was a small idea like a mustard seed. One of the things that the parable of the mustard seed tells us is this. Don't discount the power of an idea. Do not underrate the power of an idea. Come to a greater respect for ideas. Come to a proper appreciation for naked ideas. People say to me so many times, Reverend Ike, what are you doing to help the poor people are the one that I love. What are you doing to help the black people? And I usually say the same thing that I'm doing to help people. I deal in ideas. And right away, they discount it. They undervalue it. Well, what is that? I said, I teach them mind science. I teach them self-motivation. Well, but what is that? Well, what are you doing? What are you giving to people? You see what I'm saying? They are discounting 
spiritual ideas, mental ideas. So-called poor people, so-called black people don't need anything different from so-called white people. Everybody needs the same thing. The only color that amounts to anything in the American economy is green, you see. But please, the mustard seed parable says to us, do not miss the value of an idea. Because to the material sense, an idea may be nothing. It may seem like nothing. But if that idea is planted... Protect your temple with the Solomon's Temple. Hello? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can I can barely hear you. I can hear you now. How you doing? Oh, is that better? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, how's everything? I turn up the game. Everything good, man. What's going on? Hey, man. Shoot. Man, getting ready for this, uh, you know, you know this, this holiday energy. You know? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, the sun, um, the sun go down, and just you know, just trying mm-hmm. to um, em- embrace this energy, you know, renew self, and you know, have a little um, little family gathering. Um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Uh, for New Year's, we you know having um. I, what I do every year is I do the little ritual where you write things down and then you burn it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so do all of that. Yeah. And then, and then you know, connect, you know, with family that, um, it just, you know, I like this time of the year. Mm-hmm. I prefer the summer. But, you know, it's just good to connect connect with family and, you know, reflect over the time. Because, you know, time, time flies, you know. And, um, and, and what's amazing is that I was looking at some old stuff and I'm like, damn, we, we in a new age. It's like, Mm -hmm. we in a new age because, I mean, two years have passed. You know, yep. the, the the church doors ain't been the same. Mm-hmm. I went away with, right. with, with, you know, people, you know, they just, it's just a new day. And um, right. I, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they told me that for Thanksgiving, his family made everybody take a test before they got together. What? Yeah. I made everybody take a test before they could come together. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Yeah, I just can't conceive of certain things. You know, we getting out of hand with that. We really are. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I went to a funeral, and it went as many people as it as it should have been. Mm-hmm. You know, one one of my uncles that passed, and it went like, you know, usually when you go to the funeral, you see a whole bunch of family members you ain't seen in years. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it, it's acceptable. Now, some people are just saying, hey, I don't feel like fooling with you. Mm-hmm. And blame it on the, 
<laughs> so mm-hmm. kind of, he, he got an advantage and disadvantage. But, you know, you got to have your immune system ready. Right. You know, um, this is the time to really, do, you know, because it's gonna it's gonna show itself now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, everybody should have their own special suit, a special suit right. that that they family use every year. If they if they if they have food, you know, mm-hmm. like a righteous righteous suit should be made, and a and a and a. A righteous tea should mm-hmm. be made to consume all doing the and it, it ain't supposed to taste like herbal tea. It's supposed to be delicious. Mm. You supposed to, supposed to want to drink it. it. It should consist of herbs, but it shouldn't be something that you be like, oh man, you know. Because right. see, doing the, the the warm ones, I I make my my smoothies taste delicious. They be good. Right. I want to drink. Well, your tea should be the same. Well, you want to drink it, and you, you know, um, a lot of times we have made herbs have a bad name, a bad reputation. Right. You know, um, we make our tonic where you don't have to take a lot of it. You know, mm-hmm. because it's, it's, they're not going to taste that good, but you. It's a therapy in drinking warm things, you know. Um, yeah, it is. So it should, so it should, sure it should be, it should be, it should be like how the Chinese and the Japanese do when they drinking uh, um, they teas, you know. Even mm-hmm. the Britons come together and they drink tea, you know. Mm-hmm. We have to change certain cultural things, right? You know. Um, most people eat a bunch of mess during this time of the year, you know. But it, but it, it needs to be that that you're supposed to always have something that's your that's your healthful, you know. Mm-hmm. That that's real important, especially with with every every week they coming up. At least every so many weeks they coming up with a new something. Right. A new a new replay, and um, I I would like for your your drink, even if you do something as simple as drinking ginger tea. If you if you're not creative enough, you, you can do something as simple as just drinking ginger tea with with raw honey. You know, hmm. that's gonna keep heating your body, and ginger got a lot of health benefits, you know. You can put it in your soup if you can't think of nothing. Mm-hmm. But that that raw honey. And 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 that would would, would carry you through the year. Right. You know. Speaking and, of these daggone you know, healthy all these people that thought by getting their little Shot. Mm-hmm. Save him. Like I had one person um, that I know who was, oh, you need to get it. You know, really trying to push it, and they were doing it just in case somebody 
their their stepfather died. Yeah. From Damn. it, and he was vaccinated. That's right. Spent a whole month in the hospital, got out, then went back in and died. That's right. So That's our whole sad. perspective has changed. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I was like. You 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 are curtailing your dating life, doing all of this stuff for, oh, because these people said you need to do that, and here you you did all the right things. He supposedly did all the right things you did, and it didn't stop it. So what I'm saying is, just they don't know. They don't. That's right. what, if they do know, they ain't telling you. But they don't know what what's working and what's not. All they want to do is push you to do certain things everyone do things a certain way and they making it you get if you keep your job to get back you can't go somewhere to get that that that's that's an agenda that's not about health that's an agenda of control that's right period that's because right because people are dying even though they got it that's Just right like people might be dying if they didn't have it but they want to blame it on the people that don't got it that don't have the shot is the problem oh please and them same people, all the people that's pushing it now, the president, all of them pushing it now. Last year when Trump was pushing it, they said they wasn't going to do it because it was too soon. That's right. Now they they now all of a sudden, oh yeah, you, you need to get it, man. Please, it's it's just, you got a bunch of clowns, bunch of clowns, clowns. That's right. Who only Want you to do something based on the agenda they're trying to push. It no is, real science exactly. or anything involved there. You know, and all the people now, that claim to be health experts don't even look healthy anyway. Don't look healthy. Not one bit look healthy. You know, and and and, and to be on there and just it just just funny. And this is another a, a story, just like what you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, my my um my brother's coworker, mm-hmm. and it's like it's sad, man. You know, okay, like you know, one of my favorite things to do is go on cruises. Myself, I love cruises. They just, mm-hmm. I love them. But anyway, they family, um, this this family that works with. My brother, they go on a cruise, the entire family. Mm-hmm. And um, the sister died on the cruise wow. boat. Nothing was wrong with her. And, mm-hmm. and, they, and this thing should be national news, and nobody has spoke about it, but people in North Carolina that know these people. This thing should be national news. Where'd she die from? The shot. Mm. You know you got you know you got to do that stupidness to do certain things, and they made all of them take the shot on that cruise ship. And, and so they got the shot while them. it was on the cruise ship. Well, you know to to, to be able to do it, and right. this was supposed to be a big family thing. They had planned, they had planned mm. for that. And the whole family, this, this little young girl, um, in her twenties. You don't hear no one talking about it. Of all course you hear not. about all the people that get sick on the thing. 
And um, she died from shot. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, a conversation. They're not going to talk about that. They're not going to talk yeah. about that because that don't fit the agenda. That'll blow the blow the whole all their lies out the water. They just straight lying to the people, man. Yeah. At some point, you're lying. <laughs> and, and, and all of the news reporters that get on there just to pay, get a paycheck, you know, paycheck horse. That's what I call them. they paycheck yeah. horse. It's different type of whores, you know, it's sex whores, and then it's yeah. your work whores. Anything for that paycheck. And this is the thing. The, um, you know, what they're what they arguing about, they're trying to say it was the type of shot she did. Oh, so what if she took a shot? A shot's a shot. What, you know, because every week be somebody telling me which one is better. Right. You know, these niggas think it's just Yeah. Everybody swear that this one is better than the next one. He didn't yeah, take the Pfizer. Oh, yeah, you know, you know they always got to find an excuse for their narrative. He, ain't no excuse for a man that spent a whole month in the hospital in a place that's, that's right. supposed to fix the problem. Supposed to fix the problem. And that tells me that they doing a piss poor job. Mm-hmm. Stop blaming it on a virus. It's your you guys are failing the people, and they dying. Not the not the virus. It's your treatment. You claim come to the hospital. We will take care of you, and you and people walking out of there. You know they they dying under your care. No one want to blame the industry for the as the problem. They want to blame everything else. Invisible things. That's right. Only thing I got, the only thing I know where people are dying are in hospitals. They're not dying mm-hmm. at home. They're not dying in the grocery store passing out. They're not dry. They they dying at home. They dying in the freaking hospital. That's right. And, and then the people that support it, oh yeah, they found a a person on the job. Yeah, I know. I know somebody that they just found at the house and he died. Okay, how many is that? Compared to the people that actually died in the hospital, can't even count that. Minuscule. You know, and you know something that's killing the people by itself too. That nobody that? ain't talking about it. Um, just being in the hospital by yourself with no visitors. The hospital yeah. is a trash place to be. But but the yeah, it's a low therapy, energy place. Yeah, that's right. The, the biggest therapy in the hospital is the nurse. Which is the real healing in the hospital is the nurses. And two, that family, it's something about getting them flowers and the visits and the people coming to see you. Some people need that, somebody to care about them. Some people go in the hospital mm. just for that. Just for them to come and, oh, cousin. Man, that, some people need that type of attention. And it might seem like it's a, um, a primal thing, a thing that. That 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 goes to to you to you when you was a child. Some people that's the only way they can get any attention is to go into a right. hospital, people to come right. visit them. There's something therapeutic right. about that, and, and they take that away from them. I really think people would do better if if they could get some type of visitor. Because like I have customers right, and they come mm-hmm. in. And um, I FaceTime 
This is so stupid. Because everybody can't FaceTime. But I FaceTime somebody, and I right. get mad all over again. I'm like, oh, we got to FaceTime your family member. And they mm-hmm. can't go in there. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm like, you know what you want to get them? They can't take it in there. They can't even, they're not going to let them take them herbs in now. Right. And um, you, you got people, like one of them brothers, like his wife was real sick and he FaceTimed them. And he, just, he he making threats over the phone to the nurses. I'm like, man, don't do that. <laughs> Close your mm-hmm. mouth. You can't do what you're saying you're going to do. Now you now you creating an enemy with the people that post the that ain't helping your wife, but damn, you want an ally in them. You want right. to be nice to them people. Mm-hmm. Cause you're like cussing out somebody that's making your food. You you, <laughs> you don't want to do that. Right. My mess with your oil, <laughs> sir. Sir, you messed up my oiler. Um. <laughs> Hell, it's my fault you best on my oil. Maybe I ain't tell you right. <laughs> you know. You know. Right. I ain't trying to fall out with you when you got my food in your possession. Mm-mm. You know. And That's I why I, thought, I, was, I, I stay away from sending stuff back. <laughs> you know. And you, no, you ain't going to send me. Yeah, you do, they do all kind of stuff to your food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I try to stay away from that. Yeah, man. You, you. Last thing you want to do is threaten somebody. That and even let's say, because energy is real. Even mm-hmm. if they don't do nothing to your person, their energy when they're around them mm-hmm. can make them sick. You know, a lot right. of people come to office and 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 um and have a consultation and. They always feel better before they leave. Right. Even without taking the herbs. It's an energy thing. You, right. You know, you don't want to be falling out with the person. It's just, it's just a bad thing. You know, um, one of my mentors, he's he's 88 years old. He was in a bad car accident at 88 years old. And, mm-hmm. um... Somebody hit him, hit him, and he would he refused to go to the hospital. Hmm. At eighty eight years, hmm. um, two of his teeth got knocked out when his head hit the steering wheel. Right. He would not let them take him to the hospital. You know, this is an old man. Right. You know. And um, he was like that. Hey, he even said he he really chance it. And so um, I went to visit him, and I was like, you know, what you gonna do about your teeth? And he said, hey, he just gonna heal his mouth. He work, you know, doing he can't let his mouth heal. He not mm-hmm. he not going. To, he refused, and it just it blew my mind because most people would at least let them check them out. Right. Especially in your eighties, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yo, this man." He said, "Man, I done made it eighty-eight years." And then he just said, "His spirit said, if you go in there, they're gonna that you ain't gonna survive." 
And man, you know, I was blew right. my brain. Mm-hmm. You know, that for you to, to stand on what you, you know, and um, and was was funny. I mean, this 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 man, I've never met nobody with so much energy and and mm-hmm. so much fire in him. Um, you know. And when I say that he live by what he say, he live by it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just amazing. Right. You know, and, and so, you know, because see, you got to keep in mind, you got people on this planet that are actually immortals. And he could mm-hmm. be an immortal. With that type of man, if you seen his car, now you got to the hospital, let them do whatever. Yeah, but man, the car was total, completely total. And um, you know, you you got you got immortals on this earth. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, what I'm saying a lot of times I think he ain't immortal. If you know what what I've seen him do, now you got full immortals, and then you got partial immortals. Mm-hmm. Now, a partially mortal can only die from an injury. Mm. You see what I'm saying? They're not gonna die from sickness. You mm-hmm. got you got places where where you got all these immortals and they take it. They got they got all these partial immortals where they take all the care in the world not to injure themselves. Mm. They won't do nothing that a risk injury. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because the only way they can die is through an injury. And then you got a complete immortal that that would not die, even with an injury. You can drown them and and they'll come back. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And what happens is they, they they become nomads because people don't see them die. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? They go from from place to place and they don't they don't have a lot of um, a lot of close family, and eventually they don't have no family. You know, mm. and you never see them. You never, you, you would never see them die. They just go from, and like every their biggest, but their biggest problem is is um. After a while, they have periods where they just want to die, and they. They live to be a thousand years and some change. Mm-hmm. Then they then they go, you know. But mm. yeah, man, that's that. And so he he could be an immortal. You know what I'm saying? I know that sounds crazy, but it's, it's no. It's, 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 I mean, I've seen they they done made movies about that. People living, they, and, they, and lately they made a lot of them like that. I've thought about that. Mm-hmm. I've had that that idea because in my mind, I feel like somebody else would be gone, but I'll still be here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's just a the consciousness that I perceive. Huh? Now, the, the funny thing about these immortals is this you don't know you're immortal until later. You're not born mm-hmm. knowing this. Right. Mm-hmm. They they might have that feeling that you have, but they don't mm-hmm. really know until 
until it come that time. You know, because I look right. at some stuff that I done run into that I, I mean, I've had. When I look back on some of the stuff I've involved myself in unknowingly and knowingly, that I should, you know, I, it, 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 just one little change, I wouldn't be here. That's right. You know, Something just looking dumb. at the things that I encountered, I had people, I had a gun pointed at me, almost at mm-hmm. point blank range, and it wouldn't go off. That's right. You know? And I was doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing, you know. <laughs> I was doing, mm-hmm. I was doing that old thug life, but it, it, it just so many things mm-hmm. that I've happened. I was at the World Trade Center when the first bomb hit. The bank that had all of the damage, I was supposed to be in there getting cashing my check. I I just kept playing around and didn't go there, you know. And your spirit told you. <laughs> Right, I kept getting ready to go. It didn't when I was last time I was about to say, man, let me get down here and get this money. And boom, a big explosion just shook everything. And that that was the end of that. I didn't go there. Then uh, one time we was at a Jehovah's Witness convention in Florence, South Carolina. Never forget this. Guy shot his girlfriend or his mistress. And yeah. we like hear this bang like, wow, what happened? And then the dude come walking towards our car with this gun directly at us. So I don't know who he trying to go after, you know, now. And I told everybody to get out the car. Everybody got out the car. I said, I'm going to run this dude over. This dude ran, jumped straight over the car, bro. <laughs> As I was yeah, running, he gunned it. He jumped over the wow. car. And he ain't had time to really think about oh. it. He he jumped over. I missed him, and I jumped out the car. Let it, you know, it was still kind of coasting and rolling in the circle. Damaged a couple <laughs> cars. I jumped out and ran with some shoes on, right? So uh, it's just crazy, man. Like something you see on TV. Then um, after everything did, by calm down, we go back to the car. Now he ended up shooting himself and killing himself, right? Yeah. I go back to the car. There's a spider web in the windshield right where my head would be. Wow. He didn't hit the car. He said he shot the gun off, but the bullet didn't go through the glass. And he wow. had a 380. Wow. And my youngest son was still in the car seat back there. We, I thought they took him. He was still sitting there sleeping like ain't nothing happened. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> yeah. So stuff like that, when I look at stuff like that, you know, I've had too many run-ins aggressive with situations. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, what is this telling me? Like, what does this mean here? You know? I don't even get sick, bro. Like, right. last time, you know, I came to you was because they were trying to put me on all the time. The doctor was telling me I was sick or I had problems. Yeah. Yeah, but then I was believing them. <laughs> you know, but I wasn't sick. Yes, I was right. felt fine, you know. Like what is he talking about? And I mm-hmm. barely can get a headache now. I barely colds uh, you know, last time I had a cold, I don't even know. A couple of years ago, three years ago. But yeah. now I know but my see, body so well when I can feel something, I just go take something, boom, knock it off, and it'd be gone within twenty four hours, you know. 
Now, now they, they say that the, the thing about the immortals, now, you're not immune to annoyance by um, stuff like what you experience. Mm-mm. Like, nuances, you know. Right. Environmental, it won't take them out, but they can be aggravated with headaches, coughing. Right. And really, those right. things is how your body re-regulates itself. You know, have right. things right. that, 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 um, but but they're not sick like when you. Um, no, I don't. I don't feel sickness. I don't even know what yeah. that's like to be laying in the bed for days or even a day. I have never haven't laid in the bed for twenty four hours sick. Even when I have those like some issues, I'm still feel fine where I can go do things. You know, right. I just gotta suffer through whatever that. It's like it's a it's a nuisance more or less than a. Like some people get sick and oh I can't get up out the bed. That don't happen, man. I don't even know when the last time that has happened. You know, I met this this other now. This is I met this other family, and I believe mm-hmm. they 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 immortals too. Now, okay, the mother. Now this is why they came to me. Mm-hmm. She said all her all her sons died, and um two years apart from each other. Like five of her sons and a few of her grandchildren mm-hmm. died. So her and her mother came to see me. They wanted to get a reading. Like, wow, they family dying. And we talked about it on the phone, not seeing them. I'm looking for somebody like my age where the child is my age and maybe they had some little young kids. When they mm-hmm. come down, I get their birthday. The lady is, is Eighty nine years old, and her mother is like a hundred and ten. You know. Whoa. And I'm like, I'm like your son. I said, how old were your sons? You know, seventy, sixty something. And I say, the life expectancy for the, the black man is in the sixties. Mm-hmm. And I say, now that, that's not a good thing. That you know, I believe in longevity. And I say that. There's nothing odd about this. I say, well, I'm more intrigued about it. You and your mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I say, where the hell problems your mama have? They she don't. Um, I every once in a while I'm have to tell her to she might leave the the, the stove on, and his, her mother might forget to turn the light off or forget to turn turn the stove off, or she might forget mm-hmm. to um turn the the water off in the bathroom and the water might run all night, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. see, the things about immortals, they don't know they immortal. And sometimes they go through periods like this because they start thinking they're supposed to be old because they see everybody around them dying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they, start they believe thinking. in the concept of death and, and getting old. And getting old and, 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 and think it's normal to be forgetful and stuff like that. And I taught that lady, lady remember stuff that I couldn't remember. She, I couldn't believe she could remember. And so mm-hmm. I put the thought in her head. I said, you know, you know, every day, two immortals are born every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, they can either be partial or uh, full immortal. Every day, two, two of them. Are born, mm-hmm. and um, what if you and your mom is one? 
And y'all mm-hmm. just witnessing what it's like to see everybody go. Now mm-hmm. the one that's the one that was eighty nine, she she's she's um she has diabetes mm-hmm. but she don't she don't take no shot or nothing. She just take like a little um a little pill every day. Mm-hmm. And this lady is is still fat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, and I told her, I say, I say, Mel, please don't take this wrong. I say, you are the biggest 89 year old I've seen in my life. Mm. <laughs> That's what made her look young, because you don't see fat 89 year olds. Mm-hmm. Mm. You when know, I, my, I, uh, speaking of that, my aunt who's 105, right? A couple of months ago, I got a call saying, and she's right from uh, Winsboro, South Carolina. That's where my family is from. Mm. Right? So she done watched all her family die. Her immediate family. That's right. Her blood relatives, you know, closer are all gone. <clears throat> all her brothers, her sisters gone. She's 105 years old. And they felt like she, she fell and broke something. And okay. put it in the hospital. That's when things went downhill, right? But she's still alive. Right. So they put her in hospice. You know they're about to kick out uh, of hospice. Man, kicking out. <laughs> they said we we can't That's do right. it. She she's doing good. She ain't nothing wrong with her. She got to go. Hospice for you for you to spend your last moments. And they kicking That's her out at a hundred and five. And it's funny you talking about this because I was thinking, I said, what if she's just an immortal? You know, you're saying right. that you're confirming something that I just had an inspiration and thought about. And over the last almost five, maybe ten years, in my mind, I was thinking, something just, just an inspiration hit me. You know, you're probably going to be here and everybody else going to be gone. That was just a thought. You know, and then that thought just fertilized itself. You have know? you put her, have you put, you might have to put that in her brain. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go see her this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to go see her this weekend. You know, because because I think that helps them once they realize that because sometimes you just you can you can give up the ghost because you get lonely mm-hmm. and just don't. Yeah, and I think like that's it. her problem. She give she just because all of a sudden she went to the steep decline. I'm like, why? Because she ain't getting company. You know, she she's giving up. But but something. Because he did a FaceTime with her. She's lively. I'm like, she ain't ready. <laughs> and I'm like, what's she holding on for? What's she, what's she, what is it? You know? But I'm going to go see her this weekend. You know, that's what killed my grandfather. The one the what one I, that taught me here. He told mm-hmm. me it just ain't fun no more. Right. Right. He said it ain't fun no more. Because everybody, you know what I'm saying? It was like that. That, you got to keep you yourself entertained. You got to have yourself entertained. Well, see, I've kept saying. This is my trick. Now I'm learning how to play the guitar. I've been doing it close to a year now. February be a year. Oh, that's right? therapy. That's therapy right there. That's it right there. You know, now I can remember, you know, how people say you get older, you can't remember nothing. I try to, I practice my brain by not, like, I get the piece down and then I practice it without the, the music book in front of me. Wow. And if I do make it, I go reference it. But I right now, I probably know six, seven pieces by memory. 
You know, guitar is not wow. a simple instrument. You know, you got the left and the right hand working, and you know, you, with your left hand is your fretting, and your your right hand is your well, whatever how you play it. You know, one hand is for fretting, and the other hand is for stroking the keys. Mm. It's not a simple instrument, you know, mm. to, to learn because you know that whole that whole neck is for you got to jump from one note at the top to the bottom, you know, it's, but I love it, man. I can't put it down. Every day I, I pick it up. Are you, um, are you like, um, is it electrical or? I'm using, the, I'm, I'm learning the classical. I'm learning classical oh. guitar. Nylon string. That's the one without the um the plug in the electric force. No, that's the one without yeah. it. No, I'm doing the classical those pieces because that's the teacher I have. He knows all of the different types of guitar, but he says if you really want to learn guitar, start with the classical part, mm. and that's what I'm learning yeah. out of that. Yep. And, and he, and man, I like the way he teaches. Ten minutes, yeah. practice for ten minutes, put it down. Come back to it, and it, what what that does is you hit a wall at ten minutes. But for some reason, after that ten minutes, and I put it down, maybe I'll come back to it a couple of hours later or the next day. It's all of a sudden I can play the piece better. Wow! Instead of trying to force yourself to do hours of practice, no, he says no. When you feel yourself hitting a wall, stop. That's and right. then all of a sudden, I've been trying to learn this piece for the last six Thanksgiving. And, you know, the, it was, the tune wasn't coming out. And then just yesterday, I had a breakthrough. I just went back to playing, and I had the tune down. Boom. But the tune was in my head. I could, you know, I was starting to recite it in my head. And then I just translated it to the fingers, and I was playing it. Boom. You know. Did you want and see, like, when, them, them notes that you're playing, that thing healing your body. And you healing others. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. the better you get. The better yeah. you get, it's going to be a better vibration. Mm-hmm. I know it. Yeah. You know, I, I play in the band. You did? Okay. I, yeah. I play in the band. I, man, I played in the band. I played in the high school band in middle school. Mm-hmm. And, man, I, I, I did. Man, I had so much fun. I played in middle school all the way to high school. I should have played in college. Mm-hmm. What did you play? What's your instrument? The, all the saxophones. I was good. What? That's what I want to learn. I said, after this guitar, I'm going to go to that saxophone. Man, I yeah. had the most fun. I know everybody, the athletes, man, I'm telling you, I had more fun than the athletes. I know mm. it's something about wearing the Leatherman jacket and all that, that stuff. But, um, shoot, man, all the girls in the band. But if you love, <laughs> if you can play the music, man, the girls love it. The women love that. That's right. Love it. If you can play that. You know, uh, an instrument, not just play it, but play it with the emotion and, the, 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 you know, put your whole vibration into it. And that's what that's my right. teacher teaching me. He teaching me the vibration. You know, you can play that. You play that well, but here, put the feeling in it. That's where we at now with my lessons. You find, you you know, find your keynote? My keynote? What do you mean? Like everybody the, no, the, got a keynote that, that heals them. Now the notes, uh, those high notes, the 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 uh, what's that thing? 
I think it's the E string. I like that 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 string yeah. there. I like that's just playing key. around with it. Yeah. That, yeah, that's your keynote. It, it will heal you. You know how you be you be at like at the club or at a wedding reception right. or anything. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, everybody got different keynotes, and you know the keynote when everybody, the people that keynote instruct, they jump up, grab your hand, come on, or they just start dancing. A lot of people, because the planet is, that a lot of people have the same keynote, and and they tend to be the popular songs, you know them songs that everybody right. loves. Mm-hmm. That's right. that's that's right. a universal that song you hear, and it just say, "Wow, I like that." You know this piece that it's I'm learning like, now. Uh, that I I'm almost got down is uh, one of like the last page of the book, you know, more advanced. And I just said, and I I listened to it. I said, man, I'm gonna learn how to play this. And my teacher said, you know, that's a little bit further along than where you are, but he said you can do it. And I pretty much got it down now. You know. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, just the whole technique of just learning one section at a time and perfecting it before you move to the next one. Or try to learn it all um, at once. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, I love it. It's just I, that's I think if what you're talking about immortals, that they will find things that interest them and keep back. Like my aunt, she wasn't really doing it, but watching TV, sitting down in the house. That's right. Like you said, she might be an unconscious immortal. That's right. You know, because she ate the same. She listen. She eating pork. She eating. That's right. <laughs> she know all the things that kill you. <laughs> and she, That's right. She's still alive. You know what I'm saying? Raw milk, every all that stuff. Chinese food, and her That's health right. is still good at 105 years old, heading into 100. That's right. And they kicking her out of hospice. And when you hear that, when somebody get kicked out of hospice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you know what? Go. Man. You got to put her in the nursing home. And I said, that's where she's going to die at, right there. At least she's getting them nursing home. You know? But I'm man, going up there this true. weekend. And I'm going Yeah, man. She like, people like you keep her, keep her going and keep her, give her a reason for being. Mm-hmm. You right. know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, All right, brother. Time, brother. Let everybody know where you at, what you do. Yeah. Well, you know, y'all want the healing and you want to start your year off right and review how this year went and see what you should do. You know, there's only desire for you. Call us at eight oh three six six one eight nine four five. All right. All right, peace, God. Peace, God. All right. Protect your temple. With the Solomon's Temple.